Our show's what you know. We'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll see. That's why the people of the web believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. That's Uh-oh. right. Oh, shit. I'm taking over the show and we're speaking different words. And uh, I'm, I'm even going to go so far as to say that we can talk to Sweden because it's the future and we're going to be switching languages because that's what we do here in the future. Uh, we are so on the ball today, aren't we, Jim? See, there's a thing that happens. We've been doing Sopranos shows for like a month of, and we haven't discussed anything else. So we kind of forgot how to do anything but Sopranos. Like, hey, over here. Hey, double yeah. cool. I mean, it's the future over here. We're just sleeves, eh? Just pop them in the gap. Get a stack over here. But yes, we are back. I am Jim Scampoli. So many technical difficulties to start the show. I apologize. We are better than that. But we are discussing the new Netflix show, Altered Carbon. The pilot episode, at least, which is the first episode for the layman. Yes, and uh, we want to pitch this as kind of like, if you don't know about the show, we want to tell you about it. Uh, we want to see if it's maybe something that's up your alley. Find out if it's something up our alley. I'm, I mean, we haven't discussed it yet, and I'm interested in uh, Jim Scampoli's opinion on Altered Carbon over here. But to sum it up... Um, well, first, tell, there, there will be spoilers for the first episode, but just for the first episode. So it's kind of cool. Not, It's not going to blow your mind or anything. If you want to watch it blind, you should watch it, of course. But if you don't know anything about it, we're here to tell you. Um, it's Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, so now you know. You know what it is now. It's Blade well, Runner and Ghost in the Shell. Not, well, and it's, um, although I haven't seen Ghost in the Shell, but it's also, it's Demolition Man. Okay. Have yeah, seen- it's all those things. It's a lot of things that the it's all everything is those things in this show. Um it's basically the future and human consciousness is in a little disc in your neck, right? So when yep. you die, if that disc is all right, you're going to get uploaded into a new body or a sleeve as we call it. Um and that, you know, has all manner of philosophical implications that we're ready to explore mostly through action set pieces and shooting each other uh there's gonna be a lot of that um it stars Joel Schinemann, swede um joel known Kinnam- from house of cards uh and other things joel kinnaman for the uh the americans out there say his name again in swede joel Schinemann. <laughs> he wouldn't be as popular if people knew that's how you pronounced his name well um, isn't it isn't his name even something different, actually? It's even more... I mean, Shineman is Swedish, but yes, it's even more Swedish. And the Wustum, or whatever the hell. It's um, Charles Joel yeah, Nordstrom. Shineman. <laughs> yes, Shineman. <laughs> uh, he came to prominence with a movie called Snabakash, which was based on a book called Snabakash, and I unfortunately didn't read or watch it, but it was a hugely successful thriller book, kind of crime story, and the movie was also popular... And since then, he's kind of snowballed into becoming a, an, a, an A-lister, more or less. He was in RoboCop, right? And a yep. lot of other stuff. Yeah, he was in the RoboCop remake. The first thing I remember seeing him in was The Killing, which I only watched like the first season of. Uh, he was also in Suicide Squad, uh, that great movie. Uh, but I do like him. Uh, and of course, as you mentioned, House of Cards. I do like him. I didn't know he was an undercover Swede, even though I feel like you did tell me this. Yeah. when we discussed House of Cards, and I just, in one ear, out the other. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, now, does this show, I meant to look this up, 
when they go into other languages, they're going into a bunch of different languages, right? Not just yes. one. Okay. It's not like Firefly where it's just sometimes like uh, Chinese or whatever it was. I, I, I know there's some Japanese in the start, um, but I also think I heard German. I think I heard Russian. Uh, that's just, I don't speak any of those languages, but just based on what it sounds like, I think in the intro, it kind of flickers the letters a bit and it goes into Chinese characters or Japanese or whatever. And I assume that the deal is in the future, we learn languages with a chip in our head or whatever. So everyone just knows every language, I guess. Or is the point that cultures are intertwining so much that everyone's multi-multilingual? Uh, could be either way. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the, it's the the latter. Uh, real quick, uh, we've kind of been going over the basic premise of it. IMDb describes it as set in a future where consciousness is digitized and stored. A prisoner returns to life in a new body and must solve a mind-bending murder to win his freedom. This is based on a uh, novel, I guess, from 2002 by Richard yeah. K. Morgan. I'd never heard of it. Um, and you're right, it's like... I feel like it's kind of unfair to just say it's Blade Runner, but then it is Blade Runner. But it's also mm -hmm. like every video game for the last 15 years. Like it feels so much like a video game, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just because video games have cornered the market on this setting and this yeah. story. And it it unfolds like a video game in a weird way, I feel. Uh, you mean like you could see this as like a Mass Effect type game where you find it like you wake well it is like you you wake up from being frozen in carbon and then like you select your face or whatever <laughs> and then you go get a mission and you try not to do it but then you and get then they'll intercut, they, they intercut even with the the uh the uh, flashbacks like a game would do that as it's like setting up controls because you'd flash back to your previous face and you'd be like you know use right trigger to punch and do all the and like run around this and use this bumper to change weapons wait uh, no that wasn't actually in the episode was it <laughs> i don't think it went that far um yeah, i wish <laughs> although it does kind of show like this is how you see through walls and he kind of sees through walls at the beginning mm -hmm. um it starts with you know a um a sexy sh bloody shower scene with a monologue about don't trust anything you experience don't tr trust what you feel or see or think or your memories um uh what your memories tell you and then these two characters are having sex and then they're kind of hanging out in an apartment and um while i like this there's some moments of like such like the obvious thing to do like there's a window showing a beach but it's yep. so obviously a screen that they kind of treat it as a reveal when he touches the window and it flickers and shows a futuristic city outside and that kind of is or it's futuristic, it's on another planet even. And then it's like, well, we knew that. Like, we, we assumed that was what was going to happen. Like, you're telling us not to trust anything, so I'm almost like, well, is the city real? What's happening? Because well, for the first 15 minutes, um, more or less, it's like, well, I guess that's an overstatement. First, yeah, maybe first uh, 10 minutes at least, we don't really know who is the main character or what's going on. Yeah, and you're right. I was even second-guessing, like, is this raining cityscape also fake? Yeah. Because he touches it again and it goes like black. So I don't, is he just turning the window off? I don't know. But you're right. It is such a obvious and even like, like, I don't want to feel like I'm shitting on this show, but even like the beginning when it starts out with like a sex scene, um, it just feels kind of hacky in a weird way, like kind of silly. 
yeah. where it's like, yeah, sex. And then I think we even see like, um, oh, maybe it wasn't. I, actually, I was thinking first it was like a lesbian scene, but no, I think it was just the guy had long hair. Uh, yep. <laughs> but because <laughs> so, it's like right? they're in the shower, and then it's intercut with uh, Joel Hinneman, uh, kind of just being in like a like a giant womb or whatever his sleeve basically yeah, floating uh, in water yeah as he's you know which we assume it's like flashing through his mind maybe uh as he's just in his uh state of no consciousness before he gets downloaded again but yeah we so we start to see basically through these flashbacks what his uh lead up to this point was how his body was killed and he was placed in what is a prison but then also there are other people that are awoken that isn't a prison so yeah, yeah and i mean also during the sex scene he's also having flashes of having sex with someone else and that's we true. don't know if that's the same person in a different sleeve or him remembering something else we know there's been some sort of rebellion uprising and they're losing and in the end he goes down and and his his lover is permadeath and he gets shot uh, uh, and uh, puts put in a prison there for 250 years and yeah and then he wakes up and in classic you know sci-fi hero fashion he is super tough like even being awoken from a sleeve like a literal sleeve like they have to unzip for him to come out he's still like choking scientist and he has his joker moment from the uh tim burton batman where he's like mirror give me a mirror uh and they're like no you're don't you understand you're not supposed to look at mirrors yet you're in a new body yeah uh, but he's tough he kicks everyone's ass and he's ripped when he's st- that scene when he stands up and he's just completely ripped yeah. man that, this guy's yoked dude i got some extra insight on that uh to, to come up I, later on how he's so ripped okay. um but i wanted to mention like i mean it's such the obvious thing and i haven't read any articles but it even to me it feels kind of weird that it's an Asian guy and we turn him white, like literally whitewashing this character. And usually when people talk about that sort of thing, I might say that you're like, oh, that's not a real, like, you're overreacting in this case. Or maybe in this case it's justified. But here it feels kind of weird because I know they're trying, like, it's the future. They're trying to comment on it. But at least as far as the first episode, it's not in it enough that it feels just weird. Like, maybe it'll be a lot about, it's the future, you know, race is different. It's all about, like, it only matters how much money you have, but they don't show that to that extent, so it f- he's, like, upset to be in this body, but I don't know. It, it's it's just kind of comical. Talk about whitewashing, I wrote in my notes. Well, no, I agree with that. I did, I, even though I'm kind of against a lot of those uh, arguments because I feel like they're just grasping, but even uh, even with that mindset, I'm with you because it's one of the first things I thought about. And I was even like, wow, I assume there would be, I guess, depending on how the series goes, if, if the series does address it in a different way, I assume there are going to be a lot of blogs and think pieces about it because, yeah, it's this Asian character who's, I guess, even maybe been potentially even before that was a black character. At least yeah. the female was black. Um, and now he wakes up in this ripped, yoked out white hero body uh yeah. so yeah hard hard to say uh but an interest interesting choice uh in this day and age i don't know how what kind of discussions they had or if they were aware of what kind of uh can of worms they're opening up with that i mean one of the most um 
uh, like discussed cases of this would be the Ghost in the Shell movie, right? The when they made a a, a, a live action version yes. of the Ghost in the Shell anime when they they had um, a a a white Strong. woman. Yes, uh, but yes, but it's like that was a remake for a different um, different place. Uh, like uh, there was it was a uh, like America takes films from Sweden and puts Americans in it all the time <laughs> and we don't say shit uh, but we're also infiltrating your media now with our secret uh sleeper cell of uh, Swedish actors like uh, you will um <laughs> but but anyway he kind of wakes up and gets introduced a bit to this world or we get introduced to this world he's also introduced because it's been 250 years and like there's world building going on and details of this world and it's all super standard. And I don't know if like uh, you, our listeners are, like if you're totally new to this genre, everything's gonna be like, whoa. And it's still kind of cool, but everything is what you'd expect basically, but it's well executed. I'll say if you're into cyberpunk in any capacity, all this feels like bread and butter, but like who doesn't like bread and butter? And it's like well executed as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it and it could be um it could be just because it is the pilot and yeah, if they're trying to go after a more general audience, you kind of do have to get these things out of the way to get everyone acclimated with this type of story. So I can be forgiving for that. It's definitely something we should call out like uh but um the I I mean and and plus coming so uh with Black Mirror being so recent and a lot of Black Mirror revolving around very similar things with consciousness and downloading it, and you know what does it mean, and putting it into another body, and do you can you live a digitized life? It's pretty interesting the timing, um, because I could you can't help feel like, am I just watching Black Mirror? Is this just another episode, real fast, a uh, futures take on some Black Mirror stuff? Uh, yeah. I will say the. Uh, and I guess it would be the most Black Mirror portion of this episode. The seven-year-old having to wake up in an old lady's body was the most interesting to me, and I almost wanted to just follow that family for a while yeah. and just hang out with that, and maybe I, I wouldn't have to see uh, some gunfights. I just see how a seven-year-old deals with being an old lady. <laughs> I know, because that's the most Black Mirror part as well, because that's what they would do. Um but but no, this is like if Black Mirror was an action movie, basically. Um, he he gets he he's gotten taken out of storage more or less because he's been hired or contracted or basically bought by a super rich guy, and we get the sense that he was fighting against that ever happening. He was fighting against this imagined future where the economy would shift so that the one percent would be owned even more and they would become immortal, which would just logically lead to them being able to amass even more of a fortune and the rest of the world would go into even more of a, a state of squalor. Um, so the the this rich person has sort of hired him, which he isn't obviously too happy with, but I feel like he's just, I mean, he's just pouting throughout this episode. He's doing the standard thing of refusing the call of adventure Although that makes sense, seeing as he's trying to, like, the person hiring him is, like, he fought against that ever existing in his life. Yes, yeah. Because, um, yeah, it's 250 years later. Um, he gets picked up by this detective, which I did not like this character, or at least the actor playing it. Uh, I can't, I'm spacing on the name. 
I just didn't buy it for some reason. I didn't buy that she was this tough, like hard as nails detective or whatever. But hey, it's the first episode. We'll see where that goes. And yeah, it's just like a uh, little drawn out way to uh, catch us up on what's going on and who he might be. Uh, and it, it's weird with this show where there were some things I was like invested in and like going along with like, Hey, all right, the sleeves and the digitized consciousness and the fact that maybe someone could own you or like a you could be indebted to a company who buys the nice expensive version of a sleeve. Cause as we see the seven-year-old gets an old lady because that's a free sleeve because she was murdered. If you want to get an upgrade, then you better pony up some dough. But then it just seemed it would be it would get like weirdly corny, um, like the fact that the rich people live like above the clouds, um, and in like their their uh, ivory tower, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> and like the way she like crashes into the. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit weird because I mean they they the thing is that she pretends to be working for the rich people the. Bancrofts, I believe they're called. Mm -hmm. um, and then when they go up there, she sort of crashes the car and it's revealed she's um, a police officer. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of like we're still getting our bearings at this point. So it's kind of like a twist that's like, oh, okay, um, I guess. And she's kind of overacting a bit um, throughout. But yeah. I, I didn't mind her that much, but she does, uh, does definitely uh ham yeah. it up a little bit yeah maybe i'm putting too much of a point on it i guess it, it didn't bother me as much but it, yeah there was definitely something off in her performance where i was just like what is like i guess it's just because it was pitching as such a tough detective but whatever it's nothing that would ruin the show for me i'm completely open for it developing over this season i can understand well I do have some. Uh, I I accidentally got spoiled on something that would make that make a lot more sense as well as far as her performance. Um, okay. But I'll leave that out for now. All right, fair uh, enough. Yeah, I, I'm completely open. I'm just calling it out as far as my impression in the pilot. I didn't really like her as yeah. an actor. That makes uh, sense. I was gonna say they're throwing a lot of terms at you throughout the episode, but especially in the beginning. But it's that part is also. Um, it's it's like such the thing to do too. Like, of course you want your own future slang, and we're so on board with sleeves. That's like okay, great word for that. And yeah. stacks, that's the thing in your neck, right? But then we got like, ah, yes, the elder civilization, the song spire tree, the envoy, the uprising, and we get like one per sentence, and we're trying to like not feel like it's silly that they're talking about all these things and we're supposed to like like it 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 it, it gets not super believable envoy by the way is their specter relating it to mass effect like an envoy is just a super detective who can like is super good at shit basically and that's why they need him in the future yeah because yeah that's what i was going to say to you they throw a lot at you because it's enough that you're picking up on this digitized consciousness and you know, I like the the idea of the protesters and the discussion on spirituality and how, you know, they're forcing people to wake up in another sleeve to try to solve their own murder uh, because they like try to they'll try to wake them up and get information, even if someone doesn't want that, because to their religious beliefs, it would mean they're going to hell or what have you. Like, it's all interesting stuff. But, yeah, then they're throwing in. He's an envoy, which is why he could maybe see through walls. But then there's also like a magic tree 
that the rich people have. And then he's flashing back to when he was in like the magical forest. So it's a lot to throw at you in the pilot. Uh, it's honestly probably just like one too many things. Because as you said, the people protesting when they come out of Alcatraz, because for some reason it's Alcatraz, I think. Um, yeah, they're they're like got this Day of the Dead painting in their face of like skulls and things talking about let the dead speak or, or whatever they say. And that all makes sense. And it's cool and it's adding flavor. And then there's other shit that's just kind of like, take this and this and this and this. And it's like, we've been talking a lot about Sopranos and it's like the opposite. Because in the pilot of the Sopranos, it was like, here's Tony Soprano. Here's his family. <laughs> that's it. Like, you just need to get a grip on these characters and who they are. And we don't have a grip on Joel because, or his character, I should say. Uh, we don't have a grip on this character that much. Like, obviously, we know he's super tortured and he's badass and he's not going to take nothing from no one. He, and he doesn't want this deal. He just wants to get high, get laid, and then get blow his stack out or blow, blow his load and then blow his stack or maybe just uh, go back into the darkness because he's not going to work for some rich dude. Yes, yeah, and as you said, because this is you know what we're getting the impression this is exactly well he even says it this is exactly what he fought against and uh i was still trying to like as a you know first time viewer here watching the pilot i'm still trying to figure out like is this guy that hired him the guy that killed his girlfriend in the flashback because you know like that guy's gonna come up again but then again he could have a new sleeve and all that but i, yeah. I think i was just getting sidetracked because again i think they're throwing a lot of stuff at us uh so yeah we find out that this rich guy hired him because he wants to solve his own murder what? yeah i kind of i mean i like that as a as a, like that. as a concept as like a hook for what needs to happen because if you're super rich your consciousness can get backed up and it's extremely expensive and everything but basically it means he got shot but he doesn't know what happened because he was he's using a backup and i mean it all comes back to is he the same person? Are you really the same if you're backed up or whatever? And that's all interesting stuff. Um, oh, yeah, and they're meths, by the way. That's another term we just skipped over, but the rich people are called meths for some reason. So uh, that's I, I think one. I even missed that. Uh, yeah. Meths, like meth, like crystal meth? No, I think like Methuselah or, or whatever. Uh, I, I'm... Okay, okay. But that's just I I uh, they they throw these terms at you and they don't really define them so you're supposed to pick it up through context and the thing is the story's not complicated that's why those things getting thrown at you are kind of uh kind of whatever because the story's very simple I think yeah I so do far. like when shows do that because uh that show the path did that and it's about a cult and the mm -hmm. cult would had their own slang for things and it's not like they would stop and explain what it was uh they would just kind of do it you pick it up over context clues which yeah. i do like that this show's doing that but this show also still has the scene uh where a character has to walk up to him and say hey there brother like <laughs> <laughs> it's such a nitpick but it's it's also annoying because no one ever talks like that so you have Wait, enough you mean the, you, you mean the drug dealer is like hey fellow traveler or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah so i mean they have enough faith to throw the slang at you but then they still kind of have to uh like slam these other things in which i get it's hard to really say without saying like no this is a sister character uh who isn't here who also has to say i'm not real um but hey what are you gonna do sometimes oh, you pass the, 
sorry, yeah, that character uh, that I uh, spaced on that his lover from the past who's there talking to him and he knows she's not real and everything. I, I have those show up on the side screen and just scrolling through it. And there's one thing that we should definitely mention before going any further, which is that this show is gorgeous and oh, looks fucking crazy good. And that's kind of part of what I was saying when I was saying, like, who doesn't like bread and butter? The thing is, I've seen this, and the story feels super familiar, and it feels kind of like a video game. Um, but I've never seen it done like this, uh, to this level, in a TV show especially. Absolutely, so, yep. So, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's, it, I mean, it's a moot point, because if it's um, not a good story, that doesn't matter. But so far, the story's just, uh, I think the story's okay, and the execution is fantastic um so so i'm you know i'm I'm in it as far as that yeah yeah i do want to be clear on that uh i mean some of the stuff we're kind of ragging on a bit they're they're definitely just nitpicks we're just kind of you know reacting to some of the stuff here in a pilot on a first impression and and pilots are always that and with the the visuals are amazing uh and there's still a lot of potential there it's just yeah. hard with with any type of story like this, not to, especially when we just had, we just had a Blade Runner movie. And again, like bringing up like a uh, black mirror, uh, there's some familiar things here, but there's still a lot of potential for them to go places with it. Yeah. And like them, there's a scene after he gets the, the, the deal and he gets the drugs and he says he doesn't want to do it. He just don't, does a bunch of drugs and walks around and sees all the like hollow advertisements and everything looks incredibly cool. And uh, this this future world, they put so much into it that, like, I don't know. It, it, it has an integrity to it. Like, I'm not just saying it because, like, whoa, it looks so cool. Oh, that that's all I need. It's because the world feels real based on those things alone. So the yep. shit that's thrown at you or whatever isn't really a problem because it's so grounded in all of that. And then it's a question of how they're going to develop the story from this point. And the pilot kind of feels like it jumps around a bit and it has ups and downs. Um, but overall, it, it it's presenting us with a world that is very convincing with some weird bits like the AI uh, uh, hotel that we get into. That's a long, drawn-out sequence of him talking to the guy at the counter and then an action scene. Yeah, and, uh, and like uh, a few characters are like... No one goes to AI hotels because they get clingy or whatever. <laughs> like they they become yeah. stalkers. But then it's weird. Like why are they there? Uh, but it's just this weird setup uh, again, which I still wasn't fully clear on. Which is basically, and they try to like retell us the story because they're at like a weird strip club. He's talking to the detective again, and he mentions that he's refusing the call to. to uh, to go and solve the murder. And yeah. then it turns out she was also the one on the case. And she's like, we've already been down all these leads. There's nothing there. And yeah, he's like, well, I'm going to go fucking uh, like my hormones have been building for 250 years. You you understand that hormones are still uh, they don't get shut off or something. He makes some comment. And she's like, of course, we all know this. We all know hormones <laughs> are building while you're in stasis or what have you. Well, so, that doesn't make any sense, but yes, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, he makes a pass at her, like, oh, maybe you want to get it on with me? And he's like, nah, I'm going to go to an AI hotel. And uh, of course, he gets some uh, some stormtroopers or what have you show up to take him out. 
And as he's getting beaten up and the AI guy's ready for him to press for payment, he has the flashes of someone being like, AI are like stalkers. AI are desperate for clients. And uh, uh, to me, I'm like, okay, I know they're telling me that he needs to press this button, but I still don't get what the idea is. And the idea is that once he presses the button, I guess he's a client and they're going to, their protection protocols kick in where machine guns drop down from the ceiling and start like taking out all the dudes that were trying to uh, get them. Yeah, I got, I got that that was what was happening to the point that I thought like he's the the lady cop, (laughs) which is a, not a great thing to call someone, I guess. But we did. I don't remember her name. Um, she is talking earlier about, you know what an envoy was? And she pulls up all this stuff on, like, envoys. Soup, they're basically like specters. They can drop in anywhere. They can, like, acclimatize to any situation within hours and, like, blend in. And they pick up on all the little details and shit. And, like, the details he picks up on is, like... This guy's like, press the shit, dude. Press the button. And it's like, I would also have picked up on that. You're not showing me any special envoy skills. And actually, nothing he's done in this episode has shown me, except seeing through walls, has shown me that he's like, whoa, we need this guy's the only one who can solve the murder. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, because another nitpick I could almost have, but I guess you can explain it away as an envoy. Like we were talking about, he's just wandering around the city but he's he's not reacting at all like 250 years have passed since he was alive, you know? And you would assume that some of the technology stuff would maybe be way different, but to him, it's just kind of like, no, we had flying cars then. We had drugs that go in your eye. I guess he gets weirded out by the advertisements that pop up. Yeah. <laughs> and overtake him. But again, I guess you can explain that way. He's an envoy. He He's trained to adapt and just pick up how like the world is or what have you. He freaks uh, out a little bit, but mostly because he's on drugs. I that's think. True. Yeah, yeah. It's more so that he was just he took like every drug he had, keeps dropping them in his eyeball. Yeah. Uh, I mean that 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 also is a nice black mirror slash technology thing earlier in the episode where he's like, "Here's my name, look me up," and she does the eyeball thing, like she puts a thing on her yeah. watch or whatever, and then you know she's doing a Google in her eyeball, but. Yeah, yeah. Similar to like what we've been talking about, these are things we've seen fairly recently in these future, either not so distant future or distant future uh, projects. So it's not kind of like, oh, that's a cool angle. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, we've all assumed that's where we're going. <laughs> yeah. And here's um, here's the thing I'll say to to give it a little bit of extra credit that I think he's maybe freaking out because of the advertisements because he was basically fighting against the capitalist system that is now installed, meaning that seeing these people who have, like, battle bodies or battle sleeves, like, there's an advertisement for some, like, gladiator fight wrestling thing with monsters fighting each other, basically. And for him, maybe he's not freaked out about the technology being different, but rather society going in the direction that he most didn't want it to go, that he was fighting against. Yes, yeah, that makes sense. And, um, and also they do say that like the fucking AI uh, hotel hasn't had a client in like five decades. So A, how is it still standing? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess, it, uh, but, but that makes you feel like maybe time is passing in a way, like it's been 250 years, but 250 years sounds like a lot to us. But as we know, the rich guy is like 360 years old. So maybe technology isn't that different considering that he's like, as you said, he's in, he grew up on a different planet. I don't know if he's ever even been on earth. 
Yeah, yeah. And plus, it's since sleeves are a thing, and even if it's a thing of the wealthy, it is uh, people just kind of live and live. So, yeah, maybe it's just things are a bit more stagnant because it's like, oh, 200 years, I could do that spinning on my head. That ain't no thing. Well, yeah, and if you're super rich in that situation, you don't want things to change that much, um, mm -hmm. and you're the ones in power, so that might freeze things a bit. One thing I wonder about, and I'm sure will be explained in the rest of the episodes, is what about space travel? Because we saw him on a planet where they see, like, moons or other planets close to it, presumably moons, and he's not from Earth, and there's these magic trees and an elder civilization. And I wonder if that's tied in with sleeves. Like, is there faster than light travel? Because that would be a thing that would be kind of as huge as having sleeves. Or do they solve that by having like, okay, we're going to a different planet. Let's just unload you from your body for a thousand years. And then you're going to be over there. Although that doesn't make any sense because it's like the year 2400. So I guess that can't be it. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting because... Uh, I, I guess it, it did pay off that they were kind of light on trying to explain all that. Cause like we said, there's kind of a lot they're going through and yeah, I like yeah. that they just kind of hinted that he's like, you know, what planet idiot where he's like, yeah. where am I? Like, what planet? And then, yeah, we see him in flashbacks on his planet with like different moons. It's always a good, nice giveaway for everyone. Be like, Oh, there's two moons here. Okay. We're on a new planet. Thank you. Um, and then, they 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 do mention a few times basically like the the like head of the rebellion and which I assume is that uh woman he keeps seeing um and he's kind of has to take pick up the task almost where they left off and he gets a tattoo at the end I guess to kind of be like what a a piece of his old self is still there on his new body is that kind of yes. what they're telling us I think so and he had a lot of tattoos in the intro like in the or in the well in the intro we see that specific symbol as well which is probably a symbol of their rebellion or something and then he also his previous body had a lot of those tattoos um yes. and so well, I wanted the, to, go, go ahead. ahead well i was gonna oh, say well, go ahead. Detail is uh it is a genius um a genius plot device because you can easily just get new uh, actors to be the same character so clearly they don't have to get yoel hineman back for season two if they don't want they could just you know hey he's got a new sleeve what are you gonna do it's arnold schwarzenegger now that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like doctor who but the thing is um it's not really a spoiler but i read in a review that basically it felt disingenuous that they did the opposite of that that at some point it felt like he should have taken a different body but then it was like well he's the main character is you and so why he's not gonna switch his body right then like that sort of feels more like what they're going with and that review is actually something i have in paper yes newspapers written on paper here here's an a huge ass swedish article about our boy joel yes um and this is an interview that was with him and it apparently I'm, I'm just gonna give you some bits and pieces from it apparently the pr agent was like this interview will be done in english and joel was like why? No, we could do it in Swedish. <laughs> uh, because uh, apparently Netflix had booked an entire uh, floor of a hotel near the Eiffel Tower in Paris. This was for the European launch of their huge... I mean, we forget how much money goes into these things because they Netflix shows drop so often. But this is clearly like a huge investment for I was them. reading the budget could be close to $150 million on this. Maybe even more, I mean, from looking at it, from watching it. 
but the get down was in that region as well right yep and that was the get down so um yeah so so there i i assume it's like that scene in um uh notting hill where uh he goes to talk to Julia Roberts. Anyway, uh, yes. Uh, so <laughs> the reason it was supposed to be in English, the interview, I guess, as far as what he explained was so they wouldn't ask questions about House of Cards. And Joel said, like, they're a bit worried. Uh, I sometimes say stupid things. And he's like, they're, they're always like, Kevin Spacey, Kevin Spacey, don't talk about Kevin Spacey, uh, so Joel's told the interviewers. Um, because of course, as we said, he's been in House of Cards, but they don't want him talking about House of Cards. So the first question in the interview is like, so what do you think about House of Cards <laughs> and the things? And he said like, well, that series probably shouldn't have gone on for much further anyway. It was already like kind of finishing out. Well, it's so. weird to think that what, just because it was in English, you wouldn't ask about House of Cards. I, no, because I, they could then, then control the conversation more and like know what they're saying because oh, that's they're not right. going to know. Okay. Yeah, because his publicist probably doesn't even know what's going on. Well, because I did hear an interview with Joel Kinnaman uh, on a radio show I listened to, and of course they did it. They asked him specifically about Kevin Spacey, and um, he was he was talking about him. He's just he even said like I was not surprised, kind of hinting that he's seen him maybe be a weirdo on set. He's like, yeah, it didn't yeah. surprise me at all. Um, I mean, he did say like you know he's very respectful to me, but. Uh, just i don't know he was getting weird vibes off him basically yeah and i mean of course he's gonna say good things about himself but he talks ab about here how he is was really focused on making it more of a positive experience for everyone on the set and that he got like that he was almost crying on the last day of like an eight months shoot when people come up to him saying how important how how great the shoot had been and he was like oh i'm so glad it was great uh but anyway, he's uh, here's here's the important stuff. We're talking about how swole he is, right? Nice. Um, so uh, he says that that his your the question was your body has been ex very exposed, and there's been a lot of talk about your physique. Does that feel uncomfortable? And he said, honestly, I'll take the objectification. Um, earlier, I had a born in uh, sort of what's the word? Something wrong with his body that's called. Pectus excavatum, which is a deep sort of uh, uh No, it's like a a hole or in his chest, oh, right. not a hole through it, but like just a cavity kind of. Uh, like it's just his chest goes in, and it yeah. went like in a weird amount. Um, so that was like he he never took his shirt off ever. Like he loved swimming, but never like if anyone was around would show that. And so he's never had, uh, uh, he's never gone topless in a film or TV production before this. And then two years ago, he had an operation that he found out about to handle that. So when they were filming Altered Carbon, he was still like recovering from doing that operation. So for him, it's the first time he feels comfortable taking off his shirt. And so he's just fine with being objectified all over the place now. Ah, huh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, he looks great. He looks like uh, CGI. Maybe they yeah. CG'd him up a bit. Yeah. Exactly. So they have this really nice, super ni uh, long interview with him. And then they have a review right next to it where they give the show two out of five and say it's a banal story, uh, yeah. <laughs> over the top future action without tension. And they call out the fact that uh, because of stacks, all the tension is kind of reduced because people get shot. Doesn't really matter. 
Um, and that stuff, I, I feel like they like save that a bit because if you destroyed the stack, you die. And if it was, if everyone had a backup, that would, there would be no tension, but yeah. Yeah. Cause that was my first thought when I was still like watching the pilot, I was like, Oh, okay. Weird. If you have sleeves, then what's the, the tension. But no, nah, I thought they added with, with adding that element that you can potentially destroy the consciousness and, and have like a, what would they call a true death or what have you? Because yeah. I mean, every show that you watch, if it's an action show, there's always that element of this person can't die anyways for the moment. Yeah, that's true. So given, you know, the, the, you still have that small part of it in the back of your head that maybe they'll kill the main character off, but usually you know that. So it's not that big of a deal to harp on, I don't think. Uh, and especially since they do add an element and we see at least a character that we know is somewhat... Um, close to our main character get killed in this first episode yeah. although i guess his reaction doesn't help because it's like why'd you gotta be a dick <laughs> yeah that makes me feel like they can't have been that close he says like just a local merc and we know that's probably not true but like it's not the love of his life right because he's like oh, yeah can't yeah. be no gotta be a dick about it <laughs> so caesar in the chat uh, said you know concave chests like the nerd kid in PE class. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what... Oh, he, he, I, in the interview I heard with him, he was also talking about how, you know, in, in America here with our kind of Puritan uh, roots, it's not as big of a deal in Sweden for him to be like naked and have his dick out or whatever uh, like it was here. So he's cool with having his dick out and stuff too. So, but he didn't have his dick out. They, I mean, he did, but it was not yeah. In the way shot. He was talking about it. I assumed I was going to see his dick, but and not they, yet. They mentioned it in the review that like, uh, if you're, <laughs> they assumed that well, if you're an A-lister now, you can't have your dick now. Someone's briefcase has to be in front of it uh, all of a sudden. Where there's, it's fine to have naked characters uh, of other people of B-list or C-list uh, people. Uh, that's fine, but yeah, no, no uh, Swedish dick in this one. So what do you think then? Um, what are the prospects for this show? Are you still in? I'm in, but it's like everything kind of played out the way I felt it would. And um, I, I don't know exactly how many episodes there are. I don't have the number up, but it's like probably, it feels like they're trying to do, all, like go into all this innovative stuff, but they're not doing it the Black Mirror route. They're doing it the action route which is fine, but I also feel like I get what it's going to be, more or less. Um, and I will watch it, but if every episode is 58 minutes, it might drag more in the end. If there's so much of this, uh, like having flashbacks and, and seeing auditory and visual uh, like flashes because he's just gotten unloaded, so it's like starts raining ash and it's all very poetic and slow and he sees his dead sister and all these things are fine but it depends on how much that happens to service the main story and it feels like from reviews i've read that maybe it's more like the story serves the action rather than the action serves the story but i think it's a good first episode all the same uh and it's like it's it feels like a familiar story but i haven't seen it in this format done this well so i'm excited to see that and i hope they do don't do everything the most familiar, basic way you'd expect. Uh, but even if they do, it's probably going to be uh, all right. I feel like it's going to be all right. I hope it might be great, but who knows? 
Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think I fully agree agree with what you're saying. I think there's a lot of potential there, and I, I hope they can deliver on it. Uh, but yeah, it could easily just go like very uh, familiar as far as just plotting. But it's still like uh, a, you know, great show to look at, and it's it would still be still be welcome as a show where it's got this high value to it uh even it even if it just kind of doesn't do anything that innovative as far as the story i know yeah. that kind of sounds like a like a backwards compliment uh, <laughs> but i guess i mean there's upsides and downsides because it's kind of like if you go and sit and watch uh you know a cool action movie yeah you know it's fun because oh i was but then again, it's because you only had to invest an hour and a half. I guess maybe you're right. If it is, there's 10 episodes. I checked it out. I, I do hope they're not all as long as this. If they yeah. keep it more at a tighter, like standard TV length of like 42 minutes or what have you, I think it'd be a nice breezy show to go through. But yeah, if they're all closer to an hour or even more, since Netflix doesn't really restrict that where sometimes yeah. people will have like the longer ones, then it could be kind of a slog. So I, uh, yeah, I'll say, I'm just stick with it and see, see where we go. Yeah. I'll say I opened the second episode and it just started with him floating in water again. And I was like, I'll watch this later. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it was like 56 minutes. I'm, like, oh, I'm going to get to this uh, later. That's not um, a yeah, but as you said, like our blockbuster movies, like you spend so much money on making them and that's why you kind of make it simple. That's why you don't take that many risks. And in a way, this is such a huge project with such a huge investment that I get that they don't want to make it a, like Black Mirror for 10 episodes. They want to make something that's accessible. And so far it feels super accessible and we'll just have to uh, like see where they take it. I'm, I'm hopeful anyway. If you have an opinion, if you've blasted through them all and strongly recommend that we watch the rest, please do leave a comment or send an email to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com. You can, of course, found, uh, find all our coverage of all our shows at showswhatyouknow.com or uh, watch the live streams at youtube.com slash showswhatyouknow, where you can also subscribe. We also have a Twitter, twitter.com slash showswhatyouknow. That's you with the letter U. And what else, Jim? Uh, well, you can find more of Jacob at awesomepedia.org, podcasts, music, sketches, oh. short films. Uh, you can also find more from me at jimandem.com, podcasts, music, <laughs> short yeah. films. Yeah. There's a theme here. So, uh, and of course, please submit a review uh, to our podcast on iTunes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, subscribe and submit a review and tell us what show you'd like us to watch. Uh, we're going to come at you with, we have a list of what everyone's recommended us uh, to watch in our iTunes reviews. And we're going to start going through that as we're also uh, checking out some of the new shows coming out like Altered Carbon. And um, we hope you'll come with us and recommend what shows you think we should discuss next. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Peace.